So how come we're always late to the party on this news? Uh, well, what do you mean? Well, there's news today, but we're not going to talk about it till next week. We're going to talk about the news that happened last week. Uh, well, there's several good reasons. Are yeah. monkeys involved? No, uh, it, well, I don't there's several. Know. No, no, no. There's several good reasons. <laughs> one, one reason is uh, that it's just easier to have like a a, a Sunday to Monday or like mon- Monday to Sunday kind of bracket that we're pulling that news from. Mm. Uh, the other reason is that you're not near as difficult as Pete can sometimes be, but you also can be a flaky recorder. <laughs> and so if it like, there's times where we're recording this show on a Friday. And so if we were, if we were like on the ball, this is this week and the news of movies and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it, it, we would often be late to the punch anyways. <laughs> so it's, it's usually best just to, just to acknowledge that that's what it's going to be. And in the era and of the internet, with. if you're one hour behind, you're late. <laughs> exactly. So let's just so, be late. <laughs> so let's just be late. Let's know that we're late and, and live in that realm comfortably yeah yeah and Mm. the other reason ultimately is like most of the stuff that we're talking about we could talk about three weeks after the fact and it would still be news to like the average moviegoer so sort of like the inspiration behind doing this show was kind of our our friend of the show and mutual friend of us emily mater because emily mater would always send me you know, whether it was like a news article or a trailer for a movie or, you know, you know, whatever it would be. And she would send it to me and she would say like, oh my God, they're making such and such. And, and I would go, yeah, I knew about this six months ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, you know, and, and, or I, you know, I saw the trailer two weeks ago or, you know, like whatever it is. And so it just dawned on me. I, I think I'd been living in this world where, everybody else was as caught up on the movie news. Like if you asked me what's going on right now in the world of politics, I couldn't tell you (laughs) foreign affairs. Got no idea, right? Like actual world news. I have no clue what's happening in the world, Uh, but movie news, I'm like super up to date. And so I'm like, okay, well let's, let's do something about that. And it's okay if it's a little late, because for most people, it's still going to be six months ahead of, you know, finding out that something's in production a week after it was announced is still going to be six months sooner than when the first trailer drops and they're like, oh, holy shit. So, yeah. so you that's still think Ukraine is uh, a bird that's related to the blue heron then? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Not a clue. Not a clue. I know there's something about balloons flying over the US right now and that could spell uh, like the end of the world for all of us because it could be aliens. But this is the mm. only reason I know about that is because it could be aliens. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But hello and welcome to the Movie Men podcast. The B-Team. That's Carl? Yes, that what, um, Brady. I got to keep it fresh. Gotta, yeah, you changed it. <laughs> I changed it. You changed yeah. it this time. Someone accidentally. I didn't... Uh, yeah, as uh, as Carl sort of alluded to, this is a movie news show. 
<laughs> we're here to talk about uh, the news, all of the things that are relatively current in the world of and movie are, news. Yeah. And newsworthy to us. <laughs> Yes, not, not, yeah, there's, you know, we could sit, we could honestly, if we wanted to cover, we could do this show, we could do nine topics of this show five days a week and still not cover every topic that someone would want us to cover. Um, so these are kind of just like, I don't know, we, we grasp for what are going to be the most interesting? What are the most exciting? What are the most, like, you know, what are the things that are announcing projects or, or you know, big speculative <clears throat> rumors yeah. type of thing? Yeah. And so, yeah, like I said, usually, to. usually to us, because a lot of our conversations revolve around Marvel and DC properties these days. Yeah. And Star today Wars is no exception. Star Wars, Harry Potter. Like it's, it There's is your segue. It is, <laughs> It is a fairly, um, it's a fairly nerd or geeky kind of oriented news show. Uh, but yeah, segue. So Anthony Mackie, who up until this point in the MCU, we've known as Falcon. Sam Wilson, Falcon. Um, and I have always loved his portrayal of Falcon. Mm -hmm. I know that it was, you know, it it's. It's a deviation from the comics in a lot of ways, certainly. But, uh, you know, at the time that he was introduced in the MCU, it was the right interpretation of the character. Like, it it, yeah. it just, doing Falcon the way Falcon appears in the comics, w it wouldn't have made a lot of sense. It was, it was not yeah. grounded <clears throat> enough for the version of the MCU that we had at the time. Really, in yeah, really the biggest departure is he doesn't have a psychic link to a bird yeah <laughs> that's, interestingly that's interestingly if you were to introduce sam wilson now in the mcu i think you could play it a lot closer to comics um because the mcu has gotten weird mm -hmm. but at the time it made sense i've always enjoyed it the falcon and winter soldier show uh it had some great moments overall i was a little let down by it um, but if you haven't seen the show at this point, I spoilers ahead. Uh, Sam really kind of, and it's not even a spoiler because technically at the end of Endgame, Sam is sort of awarded the title of Captain America from Steve Rogers. Old man Steve Rogers hands him the um, hands him the, the the shield and says, "How does it feel?" And he says, "It feels like." It feels like someone else's. And Steve says, well, it shouldn't. And it's, it's a cute moment. It's fun. Um, yeah. And then if basically Falcon and Winter Soldier is all about Sam. Sam's like giving the shield away. He like donated it to the Smithsonian. Yeah. And and so that the government could display it all beautifully and all nice. And, and what a tribute. Honor the legacy of his friend. Yeah. And instead... The uh, the government goes out and finds the biggest douchebag they possibly can, um, <laughs> and put him in the put him in in a new Captain America suit and give him the shield. He's literally got no powers. He's just a guy in it. Like, he's just a figurehead, right? Yeah. He, and it's yeah. it's basically the show of Sam Wilson <clears throat> coming to terms with the idea that he can be the new Captain America. 
Yeah, it's it's about the ideals he holds and not the power he wields. Yeah. Um, and so the end of that movie or the end of that series is is Sam fully donning the the mantle of Captain America in a Falcon pretty, America. No, right, pr- you're right. No, it's not <laughs> in a pretty badass suit. Yeah, it's like, really cool. I was like, I was kind of surprised. I was I was glad that they didn't just go like, okay, we're just gonna put him. You know, he he's not gonna have wings anymore. He's not gonna. You know, he's just gonna be in a Captain America suit. No, it was a it was a sick suit. Provided to him by the Wakandans, I believe. Yeah, um, very similar to the comic book uh, yes. suit he wears when he becomes Captain America. Yeah. And uh, so we've known for a little while now that Captain America, or Sam Wilson as Captain America moving forward, is going to be, at least in some part, a, a player in the MCU. Uh, we know that there's a movie coming. We now have a title for that. It's it's Captain America New World Order. Um but yeah, Captain America, and obviously Captain America is going to show up in our Avengers films. Like when you when you sit and you sort of speculate of like, okay, looking at the MCU with all of our characters now of like Shang Chi um, and Doctor Strange and the Eternals and um, Kate Bishop's Hawk Hawkeye and. Uh, some of the more like the Disney plush characters like Moon Knight, who is going to be our Avenger team. Um, and I don't think anyone has any doubt on their mind that Captain America is going to be a part of that. But in a recent interview, uh, Anthony Mackie was asked about the dynamic of the new Avengers team. And is Sam Wilson's Captain America the leader of the new Avengers? Because Steve Rogers very much was the leader. He was he was their captain. He was a captain of the Avengers. Um, I would say followed very, very semi-closely, like one of his lieutenants would have been Iron Man, um, just as sort of like a, a figurehead, someone that other people on the Avengers team would sort of look to for direction. Um, but Captain America was undoubtedly the leader of the Avengers. And Anthony Mackie replied and basically said, uh, not my Captain America. <laughs> like basically just said, you know, <clears throat> Sam, Sam doesn't have any powers. Sam is a character who is, you know, kind of swimming in a, a pool out of his own, like he's not in his own lane here in a lot of ways. Yeah, um, he's he's team support like Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah, and up until this point, he's only been a supporting character. He's kind of been a side character, right? He's he's been sort of the a sidekick to Steve Rogers, Captain America, um, mm-hmm. and it kind of makes sense. Like, I I can't see you know as as. As great as a character as he is, and I do think he has leadership skills, and he does have the military background um, that someone like Steve Rogers did, but he's clearly not a super soldier. And when you take a mere mortal in a pretty cool suit and you place them in a position and then expect them to have command over people like... uh, like Shiri's Black Panther or Captain Marvel 
or like these other these or Thor, like these really strong, powerful beings. I just don't see that, you know, in a Lord of the Flies world. <laughs> Wow. Sam Sam Wilson is not leading that team. Um, so I'm curious, I want to ask you, what are your thoughts on this? And also, of the people who could lead the Avengers moving forward, um, out, out of sort of the, the catalog of MCU characters that we have, who do you think is sort of the right pick? Who do you think Marvel will go with? Yeah, well, <clears throat> first off, I see and I understand Anthony Mackie's point and your point, which is similar. And I disagree. Okay. Yeah. I think because so, and I also disagree with your point that Captain America led the Avengers. I say, I always see it, see him, even in the, a lot of the comic books and the TV show runs, Captain America co-leads most of the time, in my opinion, alongside Iron Man. Okay. And Iron Man Which is, is just very similar to what a I smart said. dude in a suit. He's a stupid smart dude in a suit. But, like, um, yeah, he he's just a man. He's just a human. Yeah. yeah. He, and uh, in this, so if you're, like, line up Captain America beside Falcon, Falcon's got way more leadership skill and qualities than Iron Man ever did. <laughs> Oh, right? for like, sure. So, I, I don't, I don't see why he couldn't. In my opinion, like he's got that kind of military uh, strategic mind. He's he's good in a fight. He's he's not super powered, but he has tech that helps him out and makes him uh, uh, a formidable foe, even against some super powered individuals, and. But even just like Cap, he, he he can be out of his league depending on who he's fighting. Right. Right. So, but that just kind of comes down to that um, because he's a proven warrior, uh, both mil- through military and through being a superhero, he, he would know when he's out of his element and when he needs to call in the big guns to, to take the fight to the next level. You right. know who so else I'd, has that like, military background, though? Rhodey. Also Rhodey. That's another one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Rhodey's another interesting choice. Yeah. But so does Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers. Yeah, Captain, she does too. Yeah, so I would see them, yeah. Captain Marvel is always portrayed as a hothead, which makes her a poor yeah. leader. <laughs> and she's also like, always um, off-world. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like she's got yeah. she's got a lot of her yeah. her jurisdiction which, is a lot bigger than Sam Wilson's. Yeah, which apparently that's supposed to play a big role in the Marvels movie that's coming up. Well, she that, even that's she's, a big plot point. She, is yeah, she what, says something about it in Endgame. The yeah, they're like, "Where the hell have you been?" And she's like, "You think you're the only planet <laughs> with like yeah shit going but, on um, right now?" Yeah, I think I think Sam Wilson is a great would would make a great leader for the new Avengers team. Not only because of the things that I've we've just talked about, but also because you look at who are the new Avengers are going to be. Well, we don't know. For the most part, no, well you you can Thor, make some Thor's assumptions. Still there. You can make yeah, some Thor's assumptions. Still there. Right? Hulk for is the still most there. part, they're green in terms of their their 
they're how um they're not veterans in this in in superhero and fighting right like stature you got ant-man's daughter is a potential avenger even ant-man himself is green in comparison to um falcon um you got uh, Ironheart and um, Riri Williams. She I mean, can handle themselves, but again, you know, like as smart as they may be, or they're not mil. They're not. They're not. They don't have that mm-hmm. military strategic mind the way that uh, somebody like Falcon would have. Cape they don't shit. have that leadership that Falcon yeah. could bring. If so, in my mind, like all the people that they've introduced like she hulk yeah and like all these new characters they've introduced in this last phase falcon in my opinion is the best choice right you're not gonna yeah i don't i don't see them making a new team with a lot of old avengers oh i think there'll be some carry through like i you <laughs> the, know Thor, thor's there still might there. be a few but for the most part i don't think you're gonna see a lot it's, it's gonna be more like the beginning of civil war Mm-hmm. Right, and the end of Ultron, the end of Age of Ultron. There was like, ah, oh, here Captain Iron Man stepping down from helping with the team, and this is the new. These are the new Avengers, and they're they're pretty much all brand new recruits. Yeah, right. Especially like you look at that shot right at the end of, uh, end of <clears throat> Age of Ultron. It's like they they just picked up half of these people this this in this movie, and then now I think I, I feel th- like that's what the new one's going to be like. So I think. He's your best choice for leading the team. I have a theory for who Marvel might go with. And I don't necessarily, like, it's it's not a theory that I'm on paper on board with. Um, But, I mean, this type of thing happens all the time, right? Like, something comes out and they're like, like, the last little while I'd been talking smack and being like, you know, I don't know if I see a place for this Dungeons & Dragons movie. You know what? The most recent trailers totally flipped my mind. I'm like, okay, you know what? I I I hadn't seen the story. I didn't know the vision. I didn't know w- what you were going to turn this into. And now I think this is genius and is going to make a lot of money. Um, and so I say, I go into this theory saying, you know, I don't think it would work and I don't think it's a good idea, but I do see, I do see that this might be what, Marvel's been trying to lay the groundwork for, so I have a sneaking suspicion that they might try to do this. Can I, I go into it saying I don't think it will work, I guess. but also I don't know what the plan is. I don't know. You don't I have don't the grand know. vision. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the grand vision, and so maybe I'll hear it as an idea, and I'll go, oh, that doesn't make any sense. That's awful. And then you'll do it, and I'll go, oh, okay, actually, this is pretty great. Did you say you wanted to guess? Is that what yeah. you Yeah. Okay, who is it? Hmm. Okay. Uh it's either uh Natasha Romanoff. Ooh, no, she's dead. <laughs> I know that's a joke, yes. But I mean it's uh, multiverse. The Hulk? It's the Hulk. It's, it's, the, Hulk? it's, the, it's the fake death. It's the Marvel fake death universe. So <laughs> uh no, not the Hulk. Not the Hulk. Who could it be? Uh I don't know. Um You'd be very surprised. This is again, this is someone who I'm, I'm like, gonna say like this is like way out of left of field. Is it a new is it somebody who's already in the in the universe yeah oh absolutely yeah it's been there not dr strange can't be strange no strange because benedict cumberbatch has actually gone on record saying it you know dr strange isn't actually even a part of the avengers 
he's sort of a subcontractor. He just, he, you know, yeah, he's got his own I, thing and yeah, he shows up that. whenever they need him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who is it? Now bear with me and let me explain why I think this is what Marvel's trying, like might be trying to do. And you'll know instantly why I think it won't work. But I think there's a possibility that what Marvel might be working towards is the new the leader of the new Avengers being Spider-Man. What? And I You've think You've lost your marbles. Now exactly. <laughs> and well, but hang on, so hang with me here. All right. All right. Okay. Obviously, I don't, for the same reasons that I don't think it'll work, you don't think it will work, which is he's a kid. He's a kid. And, and, and knows much him. like I, <laughs> much like my concerns with, um, with Sam Wilson, they're just multiplied when it comes to Peter Parker, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Rhodey, Rhodey is not going to take orders from some kid from Brooklyn. Yeah, from Queens. Especially when they don't right? even like, know who he really is. And nobody even knows who he is anymore and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Right. So I, I, there's all of that. And and those are the reasons why I'm like, yeah, you know, I just, uh, it seems like it, it, I wouldn't buy it, but I haven't seen the plan. I don't know what they're doing. I don't, I haven't read the script, but two reasons why I have a suspicion that that might be what Marvel's going to do one is i there are times in the comics i mean just about everyone has led the avengers in the comics at some point i'm pretty sure wolverine led the avengers at some point in the comics um but spider-man has been the leader of the avengers in the comics um briefly but he has done it so there is there is source material precedent for it the other reason that I think they might do it is the notion that, you know, they would say, well, this was the guy, this is the guy that Tony believed in. Tony thought that this guy, because he was, he was like Tony's right. protege, right? And and they might go, this was like other Avenger team members are going to, because you, you kind of have to sort of be assigned that role from everyone else, right? It's kind of like everyone else has to kind of say, okay, you're our leader, um, and, and there might be some dialogue about this was the guy that Tony believed in. Like Tony <clears throat> thought that this was the guy, um, Tony saw something in this guy and not just saw something in him in the sense that he could fight along with us, but, but, you know, left him the, the Edith or whatever it was, the glasses and like really thought that. Peter Parker was the future of of this team, right? There'll be some sort of like recording from Tony that it's uncovered. They'll get Robert Downey Jr. to shoot a cameo for a recording, um, and it will be some recording where he, you know, he he talks about how Peter Parker is is the future of of the Avengers and is going to take over his place in the event of you know whatever. And again, I don't. It's not an idea that I jump on board with right away that I'm like, okay, this makes total sense. Let's do it. But I do see the potential for that being what Marvel has up their sleeve. Hmm. That's a very interesting thought. Yeah. Again, who knows? There's a lot of, I, there's a lot of holes that punch in into it. Uh, but, absolutely. Uh, 
like I think the biggest one there, and I think this is what they need to deal with in the next Spider-Man is you, you kind of mentioned like he gave him the Edith glasses and stuff like that. They still haven't dealt with the repercussions that Spider-Man killed um, Mysterio, quote unquote, supposedly. Right, like that—that's what the public believes. The, pu- yeah. the public believes that, like, because of that faked video, that he killed Mysterio. Like the the no no way, yeah, no way home. Never never dealt with that fully. Never came to the end of that conclusion. They just separated. Do you know where I think that problem deal with that? from Peter Parker? Yeah, that's you know all where I did. think they're going to deal with that. In Avengers, I think they're going to deal with that in <laughs> no in the Daredevil series. Oh, because he showed up in the uh, movie, right? Matt Matt Murdock is his lawyer. That would be interesting. Yeah, Spider Man on trial. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, moving on. Uh, so I'm pumped. <clears throat> I don't know if you're pumped, but we're like a week. Let me look at the calendar. I think like next week. Next week, we are going to be, yeah. Next week, you and I are going to sit down. We're going to record our review for the first episode of Mandalorian Season 3. Yeah. And little things are dropping on the internet. Stuff that we're not talking about today. They're not spoilers, um, no, they're just conversations and in interviews that with there, there's conversations and in interviews and stuff talking mm-hmm. about like, um, what's one of the ones I read today? And again, this doesn't actually give anything away. Um, oh, the Jedi that saved Grogu from the temple is who that is, is going to be revealed in this season of the Mandalorian. Noise. Right. And so stuff like that. It is, I don't know who it is. It hasn't, that hasn't been revealed. So it's not a spoiler, but yeah. But it's, it's, I'm excited. I am excited for this. I'm actually in the process. I've been re watching. I got to barrel through them here, but I've been oh, re watching yeah? Mando season one and two just to be like, I'm Re- not going to re watch Boba Fett. Well, you could do Boba Fett and you could just do like the Mandalorian arc. That the, episode. The two or three episodes and then the yeah. last episode. Man, man, Mandalorian was such a messy. Like it was cool to see the the in, it, the show starts. You see the inside of the Sarlacc pit and stuff, and that was kind of cool. But it was also just like a weird because it was like a time jump. Yeah, jump the jumping back and forth. I wasn't a huge fan of. I thought the show. I enjoyed the show overall. I thought the show was great. I thought like I didn't. I can see why people might uh, hate it on it, but for me, I thought it was a lot of fun. Well, like, I just, it was, you know, um, and it was one of those, like, put a little more time into prep. Like, I'm not going to fat shame anyone, but when Boba Fett puts on 40 pounds <laughs> in the Sarlacc pit, it's like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, people people whip their ass into shape for all kinds of roles. Like, you must have known this was coming. <laughs> Anyways, it doesn't matter. Neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, a couple of days now, um, Mando season three drops. John Favreau recently disclosed in an interview that season four of The Mandalorian is already written, mm-hmm. um, and that it was done that way because he he was like, you know, we've got these shows coming. We've got Skeleton Crew, and we've got Ahsoka, and all of these shows take place during the same time, right? They're all yeah. kind of happening All within like the same year or two. Yeah, and so he said, in order to 
tell the best story that we could and fully understand where this was going, as in terms of these other shows, uh, I had to, we had to sort of write a little further ahead. We had to know what our plans for Mandalorian was, um, yeah, which so that also everything feels I, like it work. It's working together instead of against, yeah, and which yeah. also just bodes well. Not only does that bode well for the other shows, but it bodes well for Mandalorian because then, you know, so often you'll have a, sh- a series that ends or things that happen in a se- in a season, and then after the season's over or towards the end of that season, then they start writing the next season, and they're like, oh, okay, well, our hands are sort of tied by. X, Y, Z, or this is what we set up. So we have to address that. We have to deal with that now rather than doing this <laughs> other storyline that we've just thought of. Yeah. Um, for, for the listener, the other, the other shows are season four and Ahsoka specifically. Re- I think he's referring to. And Skeleton article. And he talks about Skeleton Crew as well. Maybe not in that article, but he did in the interview <clears throat> um, that it's, it's also in that, you know, in that era. Yeah, skeleton. So, yeah, in this article, yeah, he talks near the end. Yeah, skeleton crew and the acolyte. The acolyte. That's the name of the. That's the Star Wars show that I'm the most looking forward yeah. to. The most looking forward to because that's the show that's like centered around the Sith. Um, uh, except no. Oh, so the acolyte uh, actually it won't affect. I think the acolyte, it's. I think acolyte, acolyte takes set in a different place, time. place before the movies. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I am. Very excited to hear this. I think this is this is another brilliant move by John Favreau. It it continues to cement the fact that John Favreau is is one of the best choices, if not the best choice, to be in the position that he's in right now. Um, that he's got the foresight that he's mm-hmm. he's he's dealing with this kind of you know like he's just a Plan, smart guy and he was the, also the future of star wars especially yeah and he was also about, asked yeah. they you know because there was rumors going around that these all these shows that are happening at the same time were kind of building towards doing a movie doing like a mandalorian verse movie no oh, um, that'd be cool where, where all these kind of shows cross over and john favreau <clears throat> shot it down pretty quick he said, you know, mm. it's a lot of work kind of just keeping these shows going. <laughs> the quality that we're, you know, like it's, it's, this is already an eight day a week job um, doing this, let alone worrying about trying to, you know, cross them all over in some big movie. And I have no doubt they'll continue to cross over in each other's shows, um, you know, but. Yeah, it, it it doesn't look like that movie's coming. But anyways, you hear this. You hear that um, Mandalorian season four is already written. We haven't seen we haven't seen a lick of Mando <laughs> season three, but Mando season four is already written. The script is locked in, and uh, and all they have to do now is is do some pre production and shoot the thing. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts? It's, I mean, <laughs> how how can this not be good news? <laughs> how can that, like this is a, this is good this how can this not be good right like we're getting we know we're getting a season four we know that they're they're meticulously planning out not only what the mandalorian is going but where other shows can go and not step on its toes but play well off of it 
they're taking continuity seriously. Yeah, that's for sure. It's, yeah, so I think it's great. Cool. I've said. Cool. <laughs> have you seen the first two Venom movies? I have. And what'd you think? Uh, I thought they were good. I thought they were a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The second one, uh, I didn't enjoy as much as the first, but it was still good. Yeah, I, I think the biggest issue I think I have with the second one and with what we're going to talk about too, I'm going to jump the gun a little bit, is I don't like how Eddie Brock's character feels like he's got more of a parasite than a symbiotic relationship, <laughs> if that makes sense. Mm. Right, like it doesn't... He, he, he doesn't, it's almost like he's lost control of his own body. Right. I don't know. I've always imagined the symbiotes affecting the human host more the way they did in the Sam Raimi uh, Spider-Man three, where right. you're, you, it kind of amplifies or kind of redirects one, one or the other, depending on the symbiote your all your all your personality well, yeah the, the symbiote is kind of like the mask in the jim carrey mask movie that you're still in control but it's it's taking all of your all of the <laughs> like certain aspects of your personality and like intensifying them yeah for the for the sam raimi spider-man but for the venom verse the symbiote's take over control of the host frequently. Right. Right. Like, especially like when the mask is donned, it's almost, it, it feels like that's no longer Tom Hardy at all. Right. That's just, that's just venom in control, full control. And then venom will, can release control back to Tom Hardy, but can take over at any time, like kind of fighting with himself scenes and stuff like at the beginning of Venom 2. Like, right. It, it's great for comedy, comedic relief. And it's a fun, makes the film a lot of fun. It's not how I envision it, but they do a great job of it. So overall, I've, I really have enjoyed them. I know some people didn't like the second one as much as the first one. I thought they were both kind of on par, equal footing. Right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, rejoice. Because not only is Venom 3 on the way, but it's also already in pre-production. Um, Tom Hardy dropped a picture on his Instagram the other day uh, of what looked like a New York City kind of setting. Um, which is fascinating, because up until this point, our Venom character has not been in New York City. He's been in L.A. Um yeah. And so that's exciting. Or San Francisco? He's been in San Francisco. Other side of the country, one way or the yeah, other. Yeah, he's been in California. Um, and so, yeah, Venom 3 is coming, and it's 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 not just like, it's not just an idea on a whiteboard. It's not just a an empty promise. They are, like, Tom Hardy is, is prepping. He's probably working out like mad. Um, and, uh, you know... Doing, uh, doing a little <clears throat> vocal exercises for his vocal cords so that he doesn't strain his voice doing the venom voice um 
what are your thoughts? Are you excited? Are you, you know, do we need another Venom film in this sort of Sony Spider-Verse that they're they're fleshing out? Or should they be focusing their energy more on other characters now? I'm, I'm a little confused here. I feel like I need to give you five minutes to re-click that Venom link that you sent me because it's not a picture. It's uh, a... It's a it's an actual like uh, behind the scenes video of a shot shot from the fil- filming of the film. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, sorry. It's a where's <laughs> where's the link I sent you? Do 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 Because yeah, because it's like he's getting out of an Uber or something, and he's like fighting with yes. Venom about going inside a building. Yes, sorry. It's it's not it. Okay, you're right. <laughs> Um, you, you watched the video, right? <laughs> I did watch the video, um, okay. but it was, it's an Instagram post. I got that far, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. it's not a picture so, though. But, but, but definitely seems very New York city compared to what we've seen in the past. Doesn't it? Uh, I mean, I don't know New York that well. It's, it's a big city. That's all I can, my takeaway. They're in I mean, front of a hospital. Been. I don't know. You've been to New York. I don't know New York hospitals well enough to say that that's a New York hospital. <laughs> but, but 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 you've been to New York. Yeah, but I mean, but different parts of cities look different. It's I mean, this could be New York easily enough, I suppose, but it could still be could, San Francisco. Could be San Francisco. The, yeah. the, they're talking about going inside to see Eddie's lady friend, so that leads me to believe it's more than likely still San Francisco. Yeah, probably. Probably, man. His like, I don't know. Eddie's like Tom Hardy's ability, the acting that he does, playing off of himself. Yeah, I was, I was just about no, to say, I was like, just it hasn't been CGI'd. Yeah. You know, like whether or not in the scene, because this is a fairly public scene, so we don't know if the whole like sort of floating the the, the head's gonna venom floating head is going to be yeah. edited into this. But even if it's not, it's it's just like. Yeah, I, Tom Hardy can m- act. <laughs> much like Bruce Campbell with the hand. Yeah, yes, but, yes. But I would say, and maybe maybe to your chagrin, this is even one level up from that because this is full body, like fighting to, like opening a door and then closing the door again and opening the door. And he's like, he's Jerky fighting with himself. back and forth, yeah. Yeah, like he seems possessed. I feel possessed. like Bruce Campbell could have done it in his heyday, but he's, he's old and not 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 physical can't pull off physical acting anymore but i bet you he could have maybe back in the day that would have been interesting a bruce campbell venom (laughs) maybe he'll maybe he could be um one of the other symbiotes because yeah i don't know if you have have you heard rumors about who the other antagonist or protagonist in this film or potentially going to no, be no because who have we so obviously the second venom film was carnage um but we got several in the first one uh right like there was there was we've seen several different symbiotes but only one of them uh hosted properly because who is the main one in the um, first one uh, I don't know something like wreckage or wrecker. I don't know some some right. weird destruction name. Like my that, guess would my guess would be like if I had to guess where the next logical place to go, my guess would be that you would go with Scream. Right, because we had what's her name from Carnage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the rumor I heard, 
uh, or saw whatever you know uh, internet uh, was that the 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 story is going to potentially swing towards an anti-venom. Oh. So <clears throat> anti-venom's like Carnage's big thing was that he <clears throat> could create lots of limbs with sharp edges and was kind of crazy <laughs> like its host. Uh, yeah. Anti-venom's thing is like kind of camouflage blend into the environment and he can also create like antibodies and healing properties or something like mm-hmm. that uh, for other people, not just a toast. Right. Yeah. Anti-venom. So, I'm just looking up Eddie Brock's venom codexes were combined with his white blood cells. Thanks to some mystical assistance by Mr. Negative. Ooh, can you imagine they bring Mr. Negative in? That'd be, be cool. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different, like looking at the list right here, Venom, Carnage, Toxin, Null, Anti-Venom, Plague, Scream, Lasher, Riot, Phage, Agony, Hybrid, Scorn, Payback, Mania. Yeah. Like there's so many. I think it was it was Riot from the first one, wasn't it? That sounds right. I think so, yeah. Yeah. It the Yeah, and at this point, they got to they got to be all offspring from venom potentially unless yeah. unless they go like more current um they try and kind of build the venom versus uh the venom symbiote um lore out longer or uh, bigger uh, deeper deeper and kind of bring in uh the Lord of the symbiotes null who created the symbiotes, which is, I think a little right. too big and too, um, bold <laughs> for them to go with where they're currently at. Yeah, but quite, quite yet. Yeah. Yeah. They're All right. Interesting. From that. Cool. Moving on. Um, over to DC <laughs> as, as we do. Um, Aquaman two, Aquaman two is, is on the horizon. Uh, we have several, several DC sort of, I don't know what you even call them now, DC uh, films that are canonical, but are part of the old slate. Yeah. Right? So you've got Flash, you've got um, Shazam Fury of the Gods, which looks the, amazing. The, the pre-gun movies. Yeah. And uh, Aquaman, yeah. Aquaman 2. Yeah, I thought you were going to read the uh, title show notes just verbatim there for a minute. I thought that would have been really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it turns out, here we go. It turns out we have reports that there are insiders who are saying that Aquaman 2 is awful. That it's a horrible film. That it's Mm. extremely disappointing is, is I think, actually the the quote. yeah, this is interesting. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. These are, obviously, these are just reports. You have to take this with a grain of salt. Aquaman 2 could come out and be, like, we just haven't, we haven't seen it, right? So it could be garbage. It could be the the greatest comic book film we've ever seen. We, we just simply <clears throat> don't know. Um, yeah. But this is definitely interesting. And it made me think about all of the talking that James Gunn has done 
um, specifically that announcement video where he came out and he talked about the future slate. And he does talk about sort of these pre-existing films. And he didn't say a lot about Aquaman 2. Like, he does talk about it. He says, you know, that that the um, the Flash movie moves nicely into Aquaman 2. Yeah. But and that's about it. He, he's singing, like, some of these other films, he's, like, singing <clears throat> praises for, right? Well, like, yeah, he's, like, gone, he's gone on record Flash saying move, Flash is one of the greatest Flash films he's ever seen. Nothing about Aquaman by comparison. Yeah. And so, I don't know. Does Is this something that uh, we don't know that, that James Gunn knows? Like, obviously, James Gunn has seen Aquaman 2. And... I don't know. It's it's interesting. It can't be like maybe it's not very good. If it's not very good, and they're still moving full steam ahead, it's interesting. Specifically because of what they just did with the Batwoman movie or Batgirl, the Batgirl movie, right? There was they shot a, a, a they shot a movie that was originally supposed to be a direct to streaming movie. Then someone. One of the higher ups said, "Hey, you know what? Let's let's give this a theatrical release instead." Like partway through production, they're like, "Let's make this a theatrical release." And so then all of a sudden, you had something that was set to go into theaters <clears throat> with sort of a uh, not quite a theater budget. Like it was it was if you looked at the images of the costumes and stuff for this movie, it looked very like Arrowverse esque. Um. And then ultimately this movie, like this movie was shot and finished and, and in the can and and Michael Keaton was in it as Batman and Brendan Fraser was in it as Firefly and the movie shot. And it sounds like it's never going to see the light of day because people are like, this, we can't release this. <laughs> like this is, this is awful. This will, this will hurt our brand if we release this film. This is bad. Um, yeah, and so uh, clearly Aquaman 2 isn't that bad because Warner Brothers has already set a precedent saying if something's truly garbage, we we just won't release it. Yeah. Um we'll take a hit and and not recoup any money and we'll just keep it because and just make it a tax write off. <laughs> yeah, we care we care more about quality than we do just simply getting the product out. Um I don't know. You know, Aquaman 2 is not a movie. Like, I think the first one's pretty good. Aquaman's not a character. Even Jason Momoa's portrayal. Like, it's 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 not... The first Aquaman wasn't one of my favorite films. He's not one of my favorite characters. So I'm... You know, I was already a little lukewarm to the idea of, of seeing the next one. But um, this certainly isn't helping. <laughs> this isn't helping my... My interest level. But anyways, you hear this and what are your thoughts? Well, yeah, my first thought is this is just critics being critics and hating on uh, a a movie that fans are going to love, which is, you know, like you can look at a lot of Rotten Tomatoes scores on a lot of kind of geeky franchise films and critics like slam it hard but the the kind of fan reviews are like through the roof so like that's my first thought is like eh, as could potentially just be people not knowing what they're watching 
but yeah, like I let the first Aquaman was good. It wasn't great. And now we're, yeah, I don't know. Like with all the delays and COVID shooting and messy stuff happening around the film. Yeah. It, it has the potential to be bad <laughs> too. So it could yeah. be just a bad film. Yeah. So, but if, yeah, like you said, if James Gunn is say, saying it's going to come out and they've already kind of set that precedent to can bad films, how bad can it really be? Yeah. There's got to be something there. Yeah. It's got to be. A, is, there, you know. Yeah. There's probably some redeeming quality, even if it's mm-hmm. not Amber Heard. <laughs> yeah. shots fired oh all right so moving with that <laughs> moving on <laughs> uh one of the shows you know we we were talking about this sheer vomiting of content that the mcu's done in the last little while and how they're actually moving away from that 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 bob Iger has said look we're gonna slow down <laughs> we're gonna slow down <laughs> and we're gonna focus on good content we're going to make sure that everything that's going out the door is top notch um and you and i rejoiced yeah good good news quality and um there's a bunch of shows that are sort of lined up right now with uh with the mcu um one of them being the agatha harkness show and forgot all about it (laughs) yeah and um it's it's one that I'm most excited for. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. I just I, her character was so good in uh, um in Wandavision. Yeah, oh yeah, I'd agree. She was good. Um, but it's it's Thanks. now been delayed, and not. It seems like not necessarily a result of um of of these Bob Iger things. Yeah. But because of story issues and it sounds like Yeah, and it they looks, were like not just not just delayed, like it doesn't have a pushed back release date. It's got like a the article you linked me says like to be determined. We don't even have a time of, at which we know we want to release this content. So, yeah, so rumors <laughs> have it the way the way it's sort of sounding is that they were actually already <clears throat> shooting it that they were in the process of shooting and basically someone, uh, I don't know if it was Kevin Feige or if it was the director or what, but the consensus was reached that like, okay, we have some story issues here. We have some issues. This isn't turning out, this isn't what we want to make. This isn't the quality that we want it to be. So let's stop shooting and rework this. And if this is true, if it's true that they were already shooting and weren't happy with the story and were like, okay, let's pump the brakes, then A, this is a really big deal, and B, hats off to Marvel. If that's the case, if they were already shooting, if they were already full steam ahead, let's do this, okay, we're already making it, like... Let's just make it. And they were like, no, 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 this isn't the quality that we want to put out. And maybe this is, maybe this is them learning from, from She-Hulk a little bit going like, okay, 
<laughs> we can't just we can't just throw a bunch of things together and call it a show. Um I if this is true, I commend Marvel and I think this is as sad as I am that it's been delayed. I think that this is really exciting and this shows a real level of of integrity from a storytelling and a content delivering standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's not cheap. It's not if if you're already yeah. Yeah, everyone's there, you're already on set, cameras are on set. We're shooting this yeah, thing, so we're an episode in. Yeah. Sets are built. We're, here we go. To cancel it, or not cancel it, but to 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 pump the brakes and say we can do better and and we're going to stop and spend the money that we need to spend in order to make this better. I'm sure there's a lot of frustrated people. I'm sure Catherine Hahn is like, okay, what the hell? Like, <laughs> this is, I'm here, I'm in the costume. This is this is the, the slot in my schedule that I've allotted to make this show. Um, but I, I, this could not, if this is true, it could not excite me more and just make me that much more proud again to be an MCU fan. Uh, You hear this, you hear the rumors. Um, Again, you have to take some of this with a grain of salt because we really don't know all the details. Um, But what are your thoughts? I, I, I forgot all about her. (laughs) Like, honestly, like even, even with the Harkness, how can you forget about even even with the the most recent Dr. Strange movie? I forgot she even existed. <laughs> so you you put this on this on the show notes, and I was like, "Oh yeah, she's a thing." Son and then it bitch. hit me like we the last time we saw her, she was under Wanda's spell to just live a mundane, normal life in Westview and, and not realize anything that's happened or her, her yeah. the abilities that she has. And then it just kind of hit me as like, "Oh crap, Wanda's dead." This right, the spell is gone. This is like. Good, I don't think Wanda's good way dead, to kind but. of this is a good reason to kind of explore the character, I guess. At the same time, so that's that that's that kind of that kind of thought process that I had as I looked at this this morning. I was just like, oh yeah, okay, this this could be cool. I mean, as good as she was as an antagonist, I I still don't know if she deserves her own show. I mean like you think about all the antagonists that are that exist in the Marvel MCU and that are that are still alive and and she's like she's not at the top of my list to have her own show she's probably somewhere in the middle right like like pre pre um um she Hulk, I would have said Abomination would have been a way cooler standalone show. Yeah, so something, something like that. And then She Hulk basically neutered Abomination. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man. Uh, I I I'm I guess I'm a little more excited about it at the the prospect of the idea that oh yeah the spell is broken, and that's that's like a really easy way to kind of all of a sudden make her a threat again. It's just because Wanda's gone, <laughs> no more spell. So they don't have to, they don't have to kind of do some kind of like, like if Wanda was still around, they would have to do some kind of like uh fancy script writing and storytelling to 
break the spell, but they don't have to do that now. Right. So it's just like, just like the show starts off and like the red, a red haze around her, just kind of like a, a small, like dispersion of red haze from her eyes or something. And it's like, okay, that's uh, Wanda's dead. And she finds out somehow that Wanda's dead and within the first episode or two. And it's just like hit the ground running. Yeah. But, uh, Which I yeah, still don't think she's dead. I do. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I mean, multiverse. So she's still alive somewhere, but no, I don't but, even think, I don't even think our six one six Wanda's dead. I do. I think so. Yeah. I hope okay. so. <laughs> I let's, we should, let's make this interesting. <laughs> I think, uh, this is, that's, that's a wager I'm willing to take, but, uh, yeah. Um, cool. But yeah, uh, as far as the delay, yeah, I'm, a, yeah, like, yeah, uh, this is kind of like the Mandalorian thing, right? Like forethought and doing, making sure the job's done right. How can it be bad? Yeah. Cool. All right. Moving on. Uh, you and I are both gamers, video gamers yep. and board gamers, but also video yep. gamers. Um, and, uh, recently I, I would say I, I, I owned you. I <laughs> decimated you. You, you thoroughly took you to school. Yeah. And playing Age of Empires 2. Yeah. I, I would it, say the second game we played was more me not fully understanding the controls and well it's not my fault (laughs) no it's not i'm i'm blaming myself for not doing my for research and yeah but anyway because you you were talking your own fair share of smack ahead of time too yeah 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 that's uh how's that pie taste (laughs) delicious (laughs) um so listen a game a video game that i i my eyes and heart and everything else are set on um not just because of the subject matter but also just like it like visually it looks amazing gameplay wise it looks very impressive um is hogwarts legacy and hogwarts legacy is sweeping the nation i'm not alone that's not a fringe opinion to say hey i'm i'm really excited about hogwarts legacy um it's out and everyone's playing it. I've not yet played it because I don't know, it's like a hundred dollar game and I you know Okay, like ninety-five other games that yeah. I've not played yet that are already <laughs> sitting on my heart like sitting in my catalog that I own and I just haven't gotten to them. Um but uh very, very, very excited about this game. Um and it seems like it, so this game and for those who don't know, the game developers acknowledge that this game is not, it's not canon, right? It's not canon to the books or the movies. It's just kind of its own thing because they didn't have, I don't think they had the approval. Or they must have had the approval from just because of the way the rights work. But like J.K. Rowling was not a story consultant on it, I don't think. So like. Yeah, they just, they wanted to make a game in that world that didn't involve the main characters from the books and yeah, the movies. Yeah. So it's set so, like a hundred years prior. And yeah, they, yeah, they've, they've taken storytelling liberties and, yeah. and changing 
and choose by choosing a time in a place well not a place the same place but by choosing a time in which it doesn't really it doesn't and it would have a hard time affecting uh all those other stories yeah um but people are people are loving this game and they're loving the story and they're loving the world and they're loving the characters and we recently talked about how the roadmap for the Harry Potter film franchise and and you know the media visual media has um the roadmap's a little unclear so we had been getting those fantastic beasts movies um but Warner Brothers Eddie Red Redmayne the main character the main actor in that series has kind of said like I I think we might be done <laughs> like I I haven't heard anything about doing the next one so i think we're cutting these short because it was originally supposed to be like five films or something was like their initial story arc that they they had kind of planned out this was going to to go over um and after three it looks like maybe they're they're cutting that short they're just not going to finish it um We'd speculated on, you know, okay, are we, so then what do you do? Do you do a different spinoff series? Are they going to reboot Harry Potter and do it all over again? Are you going to do a proper Harry Potter sequel years later with, with the characters that have now aged and their parents and their kids are at Hogwarts and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, what are you going to do? Um, it looks like one of the things that might be coming is a spinoff television series based on this video game. Um, we know that that Zaslav over at Warner Brothers, he he's he's not dumb. And he gets that Harry Potter is one of their franchises, one of the properties that they own that is a potential license to print money. Like this is this is an important franchise. It's an important IP. And it's not one that you just sit on. So you got to do something with it. Um, you know, it looks like in in light of the love surrounding surrounding this new game, uh, the plans are to move forward with a a television series. I haven't played the game yet, like I said, so I can't say either way whether or not that's something that I'm excited for. I think I would have to play the game before I was truly excited for for this kind of show. Um, but I do think it's an interesting move, and I do think that it stands to do better than the the Fantastic Beasts movies did. Because one of the issues that I've talked about in the past, it was a real big sticking point for those Fantastic Beasts films, something that that made them, you know, sort of tethered them to the ground and, and prevented them from, from taking flight, was that for the most part, they're very detached from the, the wizarding world that we know, right? We see right. finally in the third <laughs> film, we finally get to Hogwarts, but we're only there for a brief little while. It's not It's not that, like, oh, here's the castle, and here's Hogsmeade Village, and here's the, the Hogwarts Express, and here's, you know, whereas this game is. This game is set in that, very much in that world. And so I think if you do a show, even though it's not going to be with the characters from the books and the films that we all know and love, I think, you know, the castle is a setting but it's also a character it's a character in and of itself 
in these in this world, really. Um, especially because you know the castle is kind of in its own way alive, right? It's got these secrets. It's like yeah, it's there's something Paintings magical come alive, about it. Statues come alive. Yeah, and so it's it's it is its own character, <laughs> and I think it's it's a vital character if you're going to do something that doesn't circle around Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Um, so I see, I see this as potentially being successful. I certainly seeing, see it as having more potential than the Fantastic Beasts franchise. Um, but yeah, I assume you haven't played the game. Uh, no, I have not. I don't, um, I don't but have you've the cer- time or the money. <laughs> no, but you've certainly seen things on it. And, and I, oh, yeah. I would assume you agree that like, it looks, it looks like a, it, a an achievement in video games. Yeah. It's definitely something on my wish list as well. Yeah. So what are your thoughts? Does this, you know, having not played the game, does the, does this make sense to to invest time and money and energy into making this series? And and what are your thoughts on on, you know, what difference it's going to make that this will be a Hogwarts centric property versus, you know, just like, oh, there's wizards, but we're in London and it it's or you know even the first like the first fantastic beast movie takes place in new york like it's got n- almost nothing to do with you know there's some name drops there's like dumbledore they say dumbledore at one point they talk about muggles at one point um but it it it's really kind of very segregated so will this make a make a big difference um so i yeah, i'm not as as big as a Potterhead, as you or some other people might be, it's not. You know, um, I'm not as invested as I am in like Star Wars or the MCU. Um, <clears throat> like, but but like, my first thought about like creating content, more content in in this world, would be to to do something like what uh puss in boots has done for shrek and what uh like mandalorian is doing with star wars and andor and stuff like that is that just you don't have to focus on this the main characters over and over and over and over again right this is a, a lush vast world with lots of opportunities for storytelling and characters and even though it hasn't been around as long as star Wars, I can only assume there's lots of kind of lore and content there, uh, canon content there to pull from. Right. So like, I think I've talked about, uh, Puss in Boots and Shrek, what Shrek's done and how there's opportunity for more content there just because there's all kinds of story, uh, kids stories and fairy tales and poems, that they can pull from kind of twist and bastardize the way Puss in Boots and Shrek is done to make a really interesting story, even though it's not set in the land far, far away in the castle where uh, Shrek lives and it's not following Shrek. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, and, and that's kind of what they did with Fantastic Beasts. Now, you're saying as somebody who's invested more in Harry Potter than I am, that that's kind of been a failure. Is that accurate to say? 
I <clears throat> I would think it it's certainly hurt it. Yeah. Yeah. So like for me, I, I thought it was I've only seen the first one. I might have seen the second one. I can't remember. Uh but like I thought the first one was a lot of fun. It was really cool. I got to see more of this universe not locked into a very specific place, which was interesting, right? right? Like what, what, what is magic like in the United States? That was a really cool perspective. Yeah. Um, so all that being said, you're, you're, you're locking yourself into that place again, but you're, you're pulling from a different time or a different era or, and, or in this case, different source material. So yeah, it's got lots of potential to work. Sounds yeah. exciting. I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not over the moon about it, but that's not a fault of the product. That's just me not right. being as big a fan about it, of it. Right. Yeah. No, interesting. No, I, I yeah, I think um I think I think there's a lot of potential here. I I wonder how long this idea has sort of been potentially in the works. Um because the game just came out. And so it seems like it could be a little strange if if this is like a it, like it has the potential to come across as a knee jerk reaction. Yeah, right. Game does I, well. I, Let's make show. <laughs> yeah, like uh, yeah. I don't know if this was something that like they thought about three days ago, and now it's like okay, we're doing this. Look, they like the game. Let's do the game. Let's make the game quick. <laughs> Yeah, but there's but, lightning in a bottle here. It's magic. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but also maybe it's not right. Maybe this is something that that has been thought out over a while, and they were uh, yeah. We we really don't know. Yeah. Um, but it it's it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see how this this plays out for sure. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, speaking of magic. Okay. Speaking of magic, uh, Doctor Strange 3 is in development. Ooh. I, I don't think there's much to say about this. I, you know, I'm not surprised that they're going to do another one. Um, the majority of these characters seem to get, like, Thor sort of being the exception because there's been four Thor films now. Um, they all sort of seem to get a trilogy. Right. Guardians of the Galaxy had three. Um, Steve Rogers, Captain America had three. Iron Man had three. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's just Cap, seems Cap, to. Or, uh, Thor should have stopped it too. <laughs> you don't like Ragnarok? We, we won't, we won't talk. No, I, I was, I was, I was about to cut me out. I was going to say we should have skipping, skipping the middle one. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think Love and Thunder was definitely better than, yeah. than. Uh, the, the whatever it is, the uh, dark, dark, dark world, dark world, Thor the Dark World, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it it felt like yeah, this, we're on a bit of a tangent now, but <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought Love and Thunder was mishandled, I'll say, 
Oh, absolutely. They yeah. they leaned far too far into the jokes and the comedy and yeah. And and, he, and even when they did, I feel like they leaned the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Um. It, anyways, anyway. doesn't matter. Uh. So yeah, we have a third one coming. It'll be interesting to see. I there's, in my opinion, there's no clear roadmap right now for Doctor Strange. Like <laughs> I don't. Of the you know, post credit scene. Outside of the post credit scene, yeah, like it, which I guess is what they're going to go with. Um, well, I mean, they kind of have to. <laughs> they kind of have to, yeah. You've got the the eye of of uh, whatever it is, like the the dark hold the, eye, the third eye. Yeah, that's that's yeah. on his forehead now, in a really disgusting, upsetting kind of way. I don't want to see a whole Doctor Strange film where he's got that because <laughs> it's just like, uh, like it's it's yeah. unsettling. It's a, they I did feel the like it's something well, they'll deal with right away in the film, and then it won't be a thing for the rest of it. I hope so. Uh, but yeah, what are your thoughts? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I think it'll be an interesting film, kind of delving more into the multiverse and uh, dealing with the. Um, Shoot, what do they what do they call it when the two universes collide? A uh, catacomb, oh, a, a um, a um. Oh, I know what both, you mean. Yeah, and it anyway. like undoes like they either one the, destroys the other or they both get destroyed yeah. or yeah. Um, it's keep talking. It's, I'll look it up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, I think it's it's set itself up well like that post credit scene like you're saying you don't know what they're going to do but i feel like between what we get with ant-man and all the other kind of multiverse stuff that was set up in the the last phase of marvel marvel's mcu um i should just call it the mcu because the m stands for marvel (laughs) the Marvel Marvel universe, <laughs> but uh, I feel like they've set themselves up well to deal, have this c- continuing uh, multi-universe storyline t- and storytelling. An incursion. Incursion. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> yeah. Dealing with this incursion and this other universe uh, sorcerer. And it looks like, the the universe that she's coming from and if i'm not mistaken in the comics this is where she comes from too is the one uh that we see in the first doctor strange that dormammu comes from the um what do they call it again the dark universe no the um the i don't know the void or something yeah something like that yeah looks good um, who was it? Who shows up? Is it? Yeah, it's Charlize Theron who shows up. I'm excited. I'm I'm a big Charlize Theron fan, so seeing her in the MCU, I'm yeah. like, okay, the dark right. dimension. Yeah, yeah, it looks the like the dimension. dark dimension with through the open portal. Yeah. No, I think it. I I'm excited. I know that um, <clears throat> Multiverse of Madness was disappointing to a lot of people, and I I kind of had my gripes with it as well, for sure. Um, but ultimately I don't dislike it in the way that, you know, 
it sounds like a lot of other people do. And so it's, uh, yeah, this is an exciting thing for me anyways. Hmm. Um, sticking with the MCU as we do. I rhymed. I didn't mean to rhyme. One of two universes we tend to stick to. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Um, well, see, but this isn't the MCU. This is just, well, I mean, it's, but it maybe is. I don't know. Here's the thing. So. It is and it isn't. Spider-Man Across the Universe, a movie that we've talked about, we're both looking forward to. It should be a really good time. There are it looks rumors. To be a great animated flick. <laughs> yes, animated. Important to, to mention for, for this topic. There are rumors. Now, rumors you always have to take with a grain of salt. But there are rumors, speculations, that Tom Holland could make a live-action cameo in Across the Universe. I don't even know where to begin in talking about, like, what does this mean? (laughs) For, if this were to happen, like in the grand scheme of things, what are the implications? And like, it it's it just blows open, yeah, so many different possibilities. Because then all of a sudden, it doesn't. If if listen, if Tom Holland shows up as the MCU Spider Man in a live action cameo, specifically a live action cameo, that would mean that Spider-Man Across the Universe, or this this world that they've created, is not an animated adaptation, but that these are all universes within the Spider-Man multiverse that are animated worlds. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It kind yeah. of like canonizes those... It- as you know because then it, it's like th- no this these characters in the form that they're presented exist in that form in the same world and realm and on the same plane yeah. if they as were tom holland spider-man if they were to traverse the 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 multiverse they would show they up would as a cartoon character yes in the mcu yes which poo-poos all over our idea of the live-action Spider-Verse film. Yeah. I, I, this is a good, this is, I, you know, I'm, I'm leaning, if I were to take the over-under, I would go under 30%. That, that this, this would happen? Yeah. Well, a live-action Tom Holland in an yeah. animated film? I think, I don't know. It just, it, like, for what? For why? Why why do this unless unless the sole purpose of this film is to set up something else in which case it's going to I think do a disservice to like basically what you're going to be doing is is devaluing the Spider-Verse universe that like these animated ones the Miles Morales movies because essentially the it would take because because at the end of the day, like what people, the majority of people are going to care more about is the live action Tom Holland Spider Man. And if all of a sudden you're like, okay, this is all building up towards something that has the Tom Holland Spider Man in it, then 
it it kind of doesn't like it just makes the Miles Morales universe something that exists in service of the MCU Spider-Man and mm. and that feels dirty like I don't you know I, I let these things kind of be their own thing and have their own success and and you know exist in their own little offshoot yeah I don't know what are your thoughts well I mean yeah uh I think if if this happens in my mind the best way for it to play out would be what I've hypothesized in the past as a post-credit scene, right? Post-credit scene, Tom Holland, Spider-Man swinging around or hanging out on top of a building. Portal opens in a couple feet off the, uh, in the sky, a couple feet off the top of the rooftop and out falls Miles Morales as a live action actor. That could still work. This, right. th- that's still, <clears throat> is in line with this theory. Yeah. So that's, that's how I see it. Like I don't see him dropping out as a cartoon character animated in a live action shot or vice versa. I don't see either of those playing well with each other on screen. Right. (sighs) But you know, maybe, maybe the writers had a, a, epiphany and have made it work i don't know i don't think it does um yeah it just seems messy yeah as far as as far as like the universe is being separate the mcu and the the across the spider-verse spider-verse uh i mean it's almost too late for that at this point <laughs> right the spider-verse is already dealt with multiple parallel universes in its very first film. The MCU's already done it. The Sony yeah, Spider-Man MCU collaboration standalone Spider-Man films have already done it. <laughs> I mean, you've kind of already established that hey, this is this is a thing that happens and has the opportunity to happen. Right. The, like for 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 all intensive purposes, all these worlds are already existing all at the same time, including including the Venomverse, because the <clears throat> Venomverse was cameoed in a post-credit scene of Spider-Man, right? Yeah. <laughs> in an MCU Sony film, right? So, yeah. like, all of these universes are already playing together, whether Sony and Marvel want them to or not. They, they've, 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 um, what's the word? Uh, They've already set a precedent. <laughs> yeah. Like whether they, whether an actor or a CEO or a writer or a director comes out and says, no, this is a completely separate universe. Everyone else is going, yeah, only because you wish it to be. So does not make it. So <laughs> like they're, they're I- obviously already working to, in, in the same, uh, like I guess using the word same universe doesn't really work because they're parallel universes, but you know what I mean? Same, <laughs> right? like, same continuity. So they're all in the same continuity, whether you want them to be or not, <laughs> you've already I, I, established it. I mean, they could still keep them separate and I hope they do, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's Hollywood <clears throat> and Hollywood seems to take the low hanging fruit more often than not. Yeah. And so we don't really have any reason to think that uh, they won't do it again. 
Yeah. So. Yeah, and and Sony and Marvel continue to play nice together by the sound of it, so might as well. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Okay, uh, moving on to our final topic. Talking about important IPs, talking about low-hanging fruit. Um, I already said that Zaslav over at Warner Brothers is is very aware of how important uh, their Harry Potter franchise is, uh, and that you know you don't just sit on that. You do you know you make you make something. You do more with it. Um, if you have another a machine franchi- that prints money, you use it. <laughs> you use it. Another <laughs> franchise that Zaslav has over at Warner Brothers that is. One of the big, like, if you look at box office numbers, if you look at fandom, one of their biggest franchises that has, at least from Warner Brothers' perspective, because other another studio recently did something with the property, um, but not the films, and this is this is something that Warner Brothers still owns the film rights to, is the Lord of the Rings. Well, it looks like we sit on that no longer (laughs) Mm. because there are more Lord of the Rings films on the way. Now, we have very little details. We don't know when these films are going to be set. We don't know what they focus on. We don't know who the main characters are. We know nothing. Aside from the fact that one of the people who David Zaslav in this whole, okay, let's keep, you know, let's, where can we take this and what are we going to do next? kind of pursuit that he was on, one of the people who he had a meeting with was a gentleman named Peter Jackson. Yeah! Uh, Now, this doesn't... Listen, either way, whether you're planning on trying to convince Peter Jackson to come back and do this again or not... Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's each time that Peter Jackson has done it, it's like years of his life. Like he was, he didn't want to do The Hobbit. He was kind of pigeonholed into doing The Hobbit after Guillermo del Toro was like, F this and left. Um, It's whether or not Peter Jackson is coming back to do more. He's still the first person, like, he knows this world, from a filmmaking standpoint, he knows this world better than anybody else does. He knows how to make it so that it works and everyone yes. will enjoy it. Yeah. And Even so- Even if it's crap, like, like people the Hobbit. think The Hobbit is. Like, it's still um, an enjoyable watch. <laughs> it's still enjoyable. And so he is, either way, he's the first person you talk to. He's the person you consult with. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know what's coming. I I have a short list of, of, I have a short wish list, things that I think would be fascinating to see, things that I'd be on board to see. Um, I hope to high heavens, as much as I believe that you might have to really, really, really back up the money truck in order to get Peter Jackson on board, <laughs> I hope they back that money truck up. Um, yeah. Because if anyone... If anyone can do this and do it with, you know, part of the reason why the Hobbit films are not what the Lord of the Rings is, is because they had, instead of three years to develop these and and get them going, Peter Jackson had like three months <laughs> and they were like, 
uh, uh, quite often they were like writing the script while they were shooting it. Like they were rewriting scenes the day of because they just didn't have the production time, right? The all of a sudden they hadn't done any Peter Jackson development for it. All of Guillermo del Toro's development was done, but it was a much different looking thing. It wasn't the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings. And so all of a sudden everything changed except for the release dates. And so they had to, they had to just go. It was just like run and gun kind of filming. Um, so hopefully with a well thought out, well prepared film, whether it's just a film or it's a couple of films, it's a trilogy um, with having seen what Amazon did with the Lord of the Rings and returning to practical orcs and returning to these, these more practical feeling just settings and worlds and environments. Um, I, there's a, there's a lot of potential here. There's a lot of potential for something really, really, really cool. Uh, you hear this, you're not as big a Lord of the Rings fan as I am for sure. Uh, but, um, but you, I think you enjoy them. You, you, for the most part, most port, for the most port, <laughs> you enjoyed the Amazon Rings of Power series. Um, does this excite you? And and is Peter Jackson the man to do it? Uh, I would say yes and yes. Good night. <laughs> okay, good talk. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, like, yeah, this is. Whether Jackson does it or not, it's definitely the right move because it, I mean, it's it's definitely a misstep that um, Amazon had by not trying to, to, to um, get Peter Jackson on board as at least a consultant. You know what I right. mean? So having conversations with him and saying, hey we want to do this. How can we get you on board as directing or consulting or, you know, like helping us with the script or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's, he's obviously the guy you bring in to make it work. If you, you know what though, I'm glad they didn't get him though, because had they, and had Peter Jackson done it, I think that would, really hurt the chances of him potentially doing these new films for Warner Brothers. Uh, because all of a sudden now you're you're like because these are these are competitors, right? Even though they're both Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but I think it depends the on the role thing. you bring him in on. Like if he's just there as a consultant, then I don't think that hurts his chances of doing other films, Lord of the Rings films yeah, for anyone else. Maybe. Maybe. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like if for if if I'm a CEO of Warner Brothers and I hear, oh, Peter Jackson is consulting on the Amazon Lord of the Rings. And let's say Fairy Tale World, he does that and it turns out even better than it did be, without any fan backlash at all because he knows the property so even better. Um and it, so it turns out even better, right? That only makes me look at Peter Jackson and go, well, if I'm doing Lord of the Rings, there's no way in heck I'm not bringing him on board because the original he, he made the original trilogy gold. He saved 
the Hobbit trilogy, and he obviously made this TV show phenomenal, helped make this TV show, show phenomenal, I would be a fool not to ask him to help out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. It yeah. only adds to his credentials. Yeah. Around this property specifically. God, I hope they, God, I hope they get him. Yeah. Like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. So excited. Yeah. Uh, I haven't told Pete yet. I haven't told Pete there's more Lord of the Rings movies coming. Mm. Well, I guess he'll find out when he listens to this. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't see him before that or talk to yeah. him. Yeah. Well, that's the news. That's all the news. That's it. That's it. That's all. Caboodle. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, just every time. Thank you for liking, commenting, and subscribing. Now, uh, check out our our all of our links down below. Our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have a merch store. Got some got some sweet merch. Get the swag. Some swag. Uh, we've also got a Patreon page, and Patreon is uh, is a way for you not only to support us for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show running. Um, but also gives you access to all kinds of goodies. Um, not only some exclusive content, uh, but also the ability to have your votes count as bigger votes when voting for what film uh, Pete and I are going to watch and review next. Um, so stay tuned and check that out. <clears throat> I don't know why I said stay tuned, but definitely check that out. Um yeah, stay tuned now, actually. Actually, I meant to say stay tuned there. Uh, we got lots of cool stuff coming up. Like I said, next week we've got our first episode of Mandalorian is going to be dropping. Woot mm-hmm. woot. Um, next week we also have our review. Actually, well, I don't know. It might be later this week. Might be later this week. But right around the corner we've got our, our review of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Um, I'm literally heading out very shortly after this to go see it um, still haven't seen it now nah, what well, things have been i was sick and then was like you know i saw titanic Excuses. a second time so it was like it's just ah priorities um but yeah so lots of good things coming um and then pete and i over on the the, the a team side of things uh we've got more scream reviews coming up because scream six is right around the corner and so we're gonna kind of fast track it knock out a couple of scream reviews in a row there and then go see scream six and and drop a review for that so lots of crazy stuff on the way lots of fun send us off carl well i guess until uh you hear us in the next movie news talking about more marvel and dc that's what we'll talk about. And Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and Harry Potter. Yeah. Those are the only topics we ever talk about. So yeah, we stay just, tuned. we just <laughs> couldn't name the show that for like copyright reasons. Yeah. That's, that's what this news show is all about. You heard it here. It's not, there's other <laughs> things from, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's it. That's all. That's all.